Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. What is happening? Just again, welcome to church. Uh, heart as always is, is that you know the love and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. If there's anything that we can do to help connect you into that, uh, in, sorry, to the Lord, um, please come and say hello to us afterwards. There is a Get Connected area in the foyer after the service, and so come and say hi to us as well. That's cool. Awesome. Very cool, very cool. Well, um, last Sunday was awesome. I've said awesome. Awesome must be the word this morning. I'm not sure. Last Sunday was great. It was fantastic. It was amazing. If you weren't here last Sunday, I want to encourage you. Uh, um, who, likes, who likes looking back in photo albums? Yeah. 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 You know, for, for those that are younger than, um, I don't know, 30, 25, a photo album used to be this big book. I should have bought a photo album. Like at our house, we have got photo albums from one wall of our stairwell to the other side of our stairwell. Our stairwell is a big stairwell, and um, when we traveled, we used to use a thing called a camera, which had film in it. Right? And one shot, one hope, one click. Not, oh, no, yeah, it's a real thing. It used to be first world problem, anyway. But, um, you know, uh, what am I talking about? Photo albums. Um, I cannot remember. Bad last week, thank you. Thank you. Russell Evans forgot about what he was talking about at Shout Conference, so that was all right. Um, last week we, we shared about, the, and we called it our Celebration Sunday of. And we just shared about a whole lot of things in the life of the church that have just been amazing because we were able to do them because of people financially giving. Now, if you're visiting here this morning and you've come to our, our service, this is the one time a year that we take up an offering, which is called our miracle offering, to reach and do things further into the community. It's a, it's a generous offering. It's above our normal giving. And so we welcome you to just come and listen to the story that we have. And um, be, if you want to be part of it, sure, but please just enjoy being here this morning as well. Cool? Very good. Also, but on that note, I want to just shout out to Tim and Sarah all the way from Cromwell down there. They have, uh, they have, uh, uh, I don't, I don't, they were sort of, they volunteered, but vo- they volunteered, I don't know. They're doing an amazing job just serving the church in Cromwell, uh, just as we're in transition looking for new pastors. And can we actually honor them? They are doing an amazing job. If you get a chance, say hi to them after the service. Wonderful family, wonderful people. Um, but yeah, just a celebration Sunday, talk, telling about our story. So I want to encourage you if, you, if you weren't here last Sunday, go back. Go back and watch it on YouTube. It's, a, it's so cool. I'm not sure whether we had some photos flicking up or not, or whether we actually communicated that from our meeting to now. It doesn't matter. But um, there's, there's just like photos of just amazing stuff, like a sandpit. Who, who, who could know that you get so excited about a sandpit? No, what you do get excited about is knowing how it, it's a place of, of a bit like sanctuary for some of the kids that are, uh, have, have 
have, have trouble at school and, and all that, they go and play in the sandpit and they dig and they bury treasure and it's fun and, and all that. And we were able to do that and create a, an atmosphere there or a place where the kids can calm down a little bit. I'm sure there was moments when people threw sand in other kids' eyes, um, like we've all done that before. But you know, just amazing things through... Um, you know, we listened and we heard amazing testimonies from about six or seven people about how, how the generosity of people um, helps, helps serve our kids' church, helps serve our youth, helps serve our young adults and the, and the connection there, we, and, and the camp and Red Frogs and families and T2 and Summer Revo and Heart Week and Color Party and missions trips and Christmas boxes. All of that stuff comes out. Over, out of the overflow of the generosity of the life of the church. We can do that stuff, none of that stuff. None of that stuff. Kids' ministry is not found, funded by our normal church operation budget. It's all funded out of miracle offering. Youth is all funded out of miracle offering. All of those things that I shared about are all funded out of the generosity in the life of the church. And so we just want to, I want to encourage you, go back and watch it. It's cool. Go flick through the photo album. Awesome. But this morning, as we've, we've already passed out the, um, the pledge forms there, and before I get into the message this morning, just give you a little bit of instruction or hopefully some helpful information. And please, as always, we have always said there's zero pressure. Zero pressure. If you would like to be part of this, that's awesome. If, 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 it's, if it's something that's not for you at the moment, totally fine as well. Um, but we just wanted to sort of pass out those pledge forms. One, there's two forms there. One is the, uh, a cash one. One is a pledge form because we've found that in the past that people like to give cash today or through FPOS or however you outwork a function that. But there's also something, God puts something on people's hearts to go, you know what, the, the amount that I want to give is actually more than what I can do right now, but I'm going to commit to throughout the year uh, to contribute this much. And, and that's great. Thank you so much. So there's, that's why there's cash and that's why there's a pledge form. And the reason why we ask people to fill this out is simply because it helps us budget. We've, we then can work a budget with the miracle offering. We can figure out how much we can spend on certain areas. And that's, that's purely just a simple practical thing this morning. Is that okay? Um, and it's just helpful to us. And so later on in the service... Um, there'll be an opportunity. We're gonna, we're gonna, um, if you want to, fill that in, and and we're gonna pass the offering through, and we'll receive that. But this morning, I wanna, I wanna hopefully just lay a, a short platform of of faith. Faith is 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 really important. As a believer in Jesus, faith is really important. Um, let's just go back to a. Scripture we haven't read for a while, Luke chapter 5. Uh, I'm being sarcastic, sorry about it. Had to try something because we've used Luke chapter 5 a whole lot. And it, again, it's the story about how a group of people came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They tried to take, himself inside, take, take this paralyzed man inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the, the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. The, the, the 
the, the great thing about this story is that someone got to the feet of Jesus and they were healed. Jesus did a work in someone's life. But what, a, what, a, what the other secondary part of, this, of, the, of, of reading this account, it says this in verse 20. It says, Jesus said, seeing their faith. Yeah. You know, this, yeah. this morning, this is about our faith. Yeah. This is about us as a church together, about believing that we can go further, reach into Dunedin further. You know, even like, um, not Kalapati, open heaven. Seeing their faith as churches come together, you know, God's doing something. And this morning I want to say we couldn't do open heaven without the miracle offering because that's where because we came together. And so seeing their faith, faith is super important. Otherwise, you know, we rely on our own ability. We rely on our own talents, our own achievements. We, we, we rely on our own training. We, we, we rely on a whole lot of things that only rely on who we are as an individual. It doesn't rely on us putting our faith in Jesus. You know, and, and this morning, I just want to encourage us around faith. Hopefully build faith. I heard it said once that faith is a muscle. Um, you know, who... who who, who has those moments where you think, you know, well, I just need to get a little bit fitter. And you go to the gym and you pump some iron. And then the next day, right, you're like, oh, oh, oh. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah. You, you know, you, you like, you felt the burn in that. But um, the next day, you're like, oh. Um, and, and uh, like, Let's, let's get to a point where our faith is constantly fit. Let's get to a point in our, let's con, or continually grow our faith, strengthen our faith. You know, and then, then you'll have faith like muscles like Manasi. And, uh, right? Yeah, but uh, if you want faith like muscles like Manasi, you also have to get up at 4.30 a.m. And pray and believe and get to the gym. Anyway, that's not what it's about this morning. But faith, let's stir faith. Let's build faith. Let's, let's champion faith. Um, in, in Hebrews chapter 11, it's the faith chapter, and we can learn so many things through and from um, the people of old. And I'm not going to, I'll read through it systematically rather than reading a whole bunch out right now. But the first scripture says this faith, faith. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is evidence of the things we cannot see. So it's a reality and evidence. Do you know if you ever get charged with something, you have to have evidence? You will get off if there's no evidence. I'm not trying to encourage you to get charged with anything. This morning, but faith shows the reality of what we hope for it is the evidence of what we cannot see. See, it's a spiritual evidence of heaven. When, 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 we, when we speak and when we declare and when we have faith, God sees evidence. And he's like, you know what? We're going 
we're going to agree with this evidence. Faith is, a, is the reality of what we hope for. Have you, are you hoping for something? Are you believing for something with faith? Because faith makes it a reality. Like, I'm, let's be honest. I would like to be fitter. I would hope to be fitter. Yes, I'm just putting my own hand up, right? Anyone else? Don't, you don't have to put your hand up. But uh, unless I actually activate or bring a reality into that thinking, it's just going to be the same old, same old. And so we're going to go through some of the examples here of faith. That are, we're just actually going to go through the first five examples of faith in, in, in chapter 11. But um, I want to just start off with, with this. Faith shows the reality or a truth for what we hope for. See, in every one of these situations or every one of these testimonies or the reputation that these people have, there was always a, the first thing, there was always a choice to be made. Faith, faith is founded on a choice. We have to first choose whether we're going to have faith or not. It's a choice. Um, then what happens is out of that choice, there's got to be an action. So we make a choice and we can go, okay, okay, I'm going to choose to put faith into something, but now we've got to put the action into it. And, and then the next thing with the action is where we have, we have to change our attitudes, right? So there's got to be a, a choice. There's got to be an action, but also with that action, there's got to be an attitude. And who's ever heard of you need to have an attitude adjuster? Anyone had to adjust their attitude? Uh, we have, I have to adjust my attitude hourly. Sometimes every 10 minutes. I don't know, but so I'm like, okay, God, like change my attitude. It takes faith to change your attitude and then... When we, when we make a choice, it's also to put our trust in the Lord. See, our, uh, everything has to, be come, has to come back to our foundation of trusting in Jesus. By faith, it, um, when we choose to trust the Lord by faith, it's because we are believing for a supernatural Holy Spirit outcome. That's what we're believing for, aren't we? When we're putting our faith or our trust in the Lord, we are believing that the outcome is going to be a supernatural Holy Spirit outcome. Otherwise, we just rely on ourselves. Otherwise, we'll just rely on our own achievements, on our own ability. Faith has to include an outcome from God moving. And so I want to encourage us this morning through, through five of the, so those first five passages of Scripture in, in Hebrews chapter 11. And so let's read through and we'll, we'll go back and we'll stop. It says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for it is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, and that we we now see that 
what we now see did not come from anything that we can see. Verse 4, it was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to, the, to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us from this example long ago. See, Abel made a choice. If we go back to Genesis chapter 4, verses 3 and 5, it says, When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portion of the firstborn lambs from the flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. Now, just coincidentally, because we're talking about faith this morning, the first thing is about an offering, but that's not what we're going to stick on today. We're sticking on the action of faith. We're sticking on the choice of faith. We're sticking on the attitude of faith. We're sticking on the trust of faith. It was by faith that Abel brought. See, see, Abel made a choice. He had a choice to make for one reason or another. When it came time for the offering of the harvest, they had to bring an offering to God. Now, Cain brought the best portion by faith. And Abel just bought something. It wasn't what God was, well, other way around, sorry. Yeah, you know what I mean. Good. I'm just t- testing whether you're listening or not. So it was by faith Abel, all right, good, brought a more acceptable offering. Abel, by faith, brought the best portion. Uh, what does God deserve? Out of our lives, what does God deserve? Whether it's an offering or not, he just deserves the best of everything. And it takes faith to give God the best of everything. It takes faith to give God our time. It takes faith to give God our talents. It takes faith to give God our treasure. It takes faith to give God our attitude. It takes faith to give God our choices. See, Abel made a choice. He made an action. He, 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 he brought, he had a great attitude. He was willing to bring the best. And like, but, but Cain, not. I want to encourage you this morning when it comes to building faith, it's about making a choice. It's about make, having an action. It's about making, having an attitude. And it's about trusting God. By the end of this message, you're going to be, believe no, you know, you're going to remember those four words. Is that okay? All right. By faith, Cain brought, Abel brought a better offering. It goes on, it says in, in verse 5, it says, It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it is impossible to be, please God without faith. He had a reputation. I don't actually know too much about Enoch. I just know that he pleased God. And I know that the Lord took him up to heaven. But it, he must have had an attitude of faith. He must have, because what pleases God? Faith pleases God. If we go to Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 10, This is the story or the faith of a Roman officer. And I'll read it. It says, When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him. 
Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under authority and my, my superior of, of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need you to say go and they go or come and they come. If I say to my, to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. I don't know about you, but man, see here, faith amazed Jesus. Faith amazes Jesus. And like this Roman officer, he's like, I know the authority that I am under. All you need to do is say or go. All you need to do, he said, just say the word and they'll be healed. That's faith. There was, an, there was a choice. There was an action. There was an attitude. And there was a trusting in God. Same with Enoch. He, it, it pleased God. There must have been faith in his life. And I'll encourage us today. Is there faith in you? Are we putting our faith in the Lord? Number three, it goes on. It says, and anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. In Genesis chapter 15, verses 6, it says, And Abraham, Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. What was it? There was a choice, there was an action, there was an attitude, and there was a trust. If you want an acronym, it's just a long way to spell cat. There was a choice, there was an action, there was an attitude, and there was a trust. I really didn't want to say that. You can never use a cat in a sermon. Is, no, anyway. In Marston, there's lots of cat lovers in Marston. So I was able to, like wind people up about cats. I haven't found that in Dunedin, right? I've chose not to find out that in Dunedin. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Faith equals sincerely seeking God. No, seek, you know, the Bible says to seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. The emphasis is not the added unto you. The emphasis is seek first the kingdom of God. But how do we seek first the kingdom of God? It's well, we make a choice. We have an act, make an action. We have an attitude, and we trust. You know, my one of my favorite scriptures that I first learned as a as a believer, John fourteen six. Jesus told them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except me, uh, except through me, Jesus says. You know, it takes faith to understand that no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. That's why we need a, every single person will one day choose or make a choice. They'll, 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 
they'll have a choice, they'll have an action of opening their heart. There'll be an attitude of surrender. And then there'll be a putting a trust in the Lord when it comes to their salvation and who Jesus Christ is as their Lord and Savior. And when it comes to faith, it's about making a choice, having an action, making an action, having an attitude, and putting our trust in Jesus. Number four, verse eight. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed. Oh, actually, sorry, going back. Verse seven. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about these things and had, that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah con, 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 condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. Noah had to make a choice. We've never done this before. This is a big boat, Lord. A hundred years. hundred years of construction. The choice, there was an action, there was an attitude, and there was a trust in God. Never been there. Never been there. Hasn't haven't done gone there, done that, got the t shirt. I've shared this before, but I'm never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever going to bungee jump again. (laughs) Now, if you haven't done it, your choice. But as for me and my house, (laughs) we ain't going to bungee jump again. I think I was about 17 when I bungee jumped. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt, never again, don't want to do it again. But it's not, it is a faith, faith, faith helps us step into new. Faith helps us go into something that we've never been there, done that. You know, this morning, maybe bringing an offering, you might not have been there, you might not have done that. That's okay. No pressure. But maybe faith this morning could go, you know what? I am going to trust God. I am going to make a choice. I am going to make an action. I am going to make an attitude. I am going to trust in God. I am going to partner with the amazing things that God does in and through the life of the church. See, I always love, I love the account of Acts chapter 3 and Peter and John when they, They're on their way to the temple at the normal time of prayer at three o'clock in the afternoon. And as they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate and one the one called the the beautiful gate. So he could beg for the for the from the people going into the temple. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. But Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, Look at us. The layman looked at him, them eagerly and expecting some, some money. But Peter said, I don't have silver or gold for you. But what I give, I give you what I have in the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth. Get up and walk. You know, I, I, love, I love this passage because I think, and I might be wrong, but I'm, I think I'm right. But this is the first 
recorded, miracle, faith step out. I know that Peter preached a whole lot to the in, Acts, in the end of Acts chapter two, but you know it's the first time that Peter outworked faith. It's the first like they didn't just walk past the beggar. He's like, no, there was, there was a moment, there was a stopping, there was a, I love the thought here, it says that um, the lame man looked at them eagerly expecting some money, but, but Peter says, it goes on, and I, I don't know whether it was, it was more about the lame man looking at Peter, or was it Peter looking at the lame man? Uh, and and in that transaction, in that moment, Peter's looking at the lame man and going, you want me to what, Lord? You want me to pray for him? Are you sure? Anyone else had those thoughts? And there was this transaction, there was this moment where Peter had never been there, he'd never done that, but he's like, you know what? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit stirred up inside of him. There was this moment where Peter made a choice. He actioned it. His attitude was for that beggar. And he put his trust in the Lord. And he said, what I do have, what I do have, get up and walk. And we see an amazing miracle happen. Because Peter outworked faith. Noah, never been there, never done that, but he made a choice, he made some actions, he had an attitude, and he put his trust in the Lord. You know, a little while ago, I, was, I remember the Lord, Holy Spirit speaking to me, he goes, you know what, Noah's famous for the wrong thing. I'm like, what do you mean? This is just a side thing, he goes, Noah should be more famous for what he released into the world, for what he built. Uh, I think for just a side caveat, whatever, let's always be more famous for what we release than what we build. Let's release the love of God. Let's release faith. Let's release people into blessing. Let's release people for. It's not about us. It's not about, you know, that boat's, rotting somewhere on a hill. You know, it's, been, it's gone. It's, it's nothing. But the faith stands. And, and just by the way, we're alive. Noah had a big part to do with that. Anyway, moving on, moving on. Yeah, he did. He did a lot. Um, where are we at? Number eight, verse four. Number five. No, yeah, now I'm at five now. All right. Here we go. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave his home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. There was a great obedience by Abraham. Yeah. You know, have you ever had God tell you, okay, get up, move your house, move your family, move your livestock, move everything. You're off, you're gone. Where am I going? That way? And that was it. You know, obedience is really important. Faith helps us outwork obedience. 
Abraham had faith to obey the Lord, to trust in God. He made a choice. He made an action. He had an attitude, and he put his trust in God, and it went further. See, there's another passage in the Bible in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 18 to 23, and it, you know, Saul, Saul was told to go and destroy the, a group of people. He was like, totally go and destroy them. Destroy the king, destroy all of their family, any age, destroy all their livestock, destroy all the plunder, destroy everything. It was pretty clear. What did he need to do? Destroy everything. And then Paul comes back and he doesn't kill the king. He keeps the cattle and all that. And he sort of comes up with, well, I'm going to sacrifice them to the Lord. But it was... The command by the Lord was to go and destroy everything. And in verse 18 of chapter 15 of 1 Samuel, it says, And the Lord sent you on a mission and he told you, Go and completely destroy the sinners of the Amalekites until they are all dead. Why haven't you obeyed the Lord? Why did you rush for the plunder and do what was evil in the Lord's sight? But I did obey the Lord, Saul insisted. I carried out the mission he gave me. I brought back King Ag Egg, but I destroyed everyone else. Then my troops brought in the best of the sheep and the goats and the cattle and the plunder and the sacrifice to the to, to sacrifice to the Lord your God in, Gal, in Gilgal. But Samuel replied, "What is more pleasing to the Lord, Lord, your burnt offering and sacrifices, or your obedience to His voice?" Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. And submission is better than offerings, the fat of rams. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft, and stubbornness is bad as worshipping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, the Lord has rejected the king. Ouch. That's, that's pretty intense. But it comes down to obeying. Abraham obeyed the Lord. He went by faith. By faith, he made a choice, he made an action, he had an attitude, and he put his trust in God. Last one this morning, if the worship team can jump up, please. You know, it was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child. Though she was barren and was too old, she believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came from this one man who was a good, as good as dead, a nation with so many people that like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there was no way to count them. You know, faith, faith believes through the emptiness and the unanswered. Sarah's challenge. She was barren. She was old. There was an emptiness and there was no answer. But by faith, Sarah, she made a choice to hold on to hope. She made a choice to hold on to promises. She made a choice that God said, so He will. She made a choice. And that choice then helped with actions. 
She kept believing. She kept holding on. Her attitude was to keep trusting God, to keep putting her faith and her hope in God. See, there were no answers apart from trusting in God. No answers in the natural. She made a choice. See, in Luke chapter 8, verses 40 to 48, there's, there's two miracles that are happening in this one space where it's Jesus heals in response to faith. And Jesus, there's a man named Jairus there, a leader of the local synagogue, and came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him, can you come, come with him home? His only daughter was about 12 was dying as Jesus went with him he, he was surrounded by a crowd and, and as, a, as, as a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding and she, she could find no cure coming up behind Jesus she touched the fringe of his robe and immediately the bleeding stopped he's like who touched me Jesus asked Everyone denied it, and Peter said, Master, the whole crowd is pressing in against you. But Jesus says, Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to the knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him, and she had, and she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. See, just like Sarah, this woman had no answers. It had been a long period of time. But by faith, she chose. She chose to press in on Jesus. By faith, she made a choice. By faith, she made some actions. You know what? Pretty bold actions if you understand the context of, of what she would have been allowed to do. She would have been classed as unclean. She would have been known. And, and for her to push through a crowd, something just out of this world, you just wouldn't, she just wouldn't have been able to do it, but she chose. She chose just to make a choice. She chose to action this. She chose to have an attitude, I just have to get to Jesus. And she chose to put her trust in Him. There's a whole lot of teaching around touching the hem of a garden. Look up uh, Pastor Shane Willard. He does an amazing teaching on it. But she held on to hope. You know, this morning... It's about living our lives full of faith. Every time something challenge or something in front of us, we get to make a choice. We get to make an action. We get to have an attitude. You get to choose what attitude you have. <laughs> and then we get to choose whether we're going to put our trust in God. And so by faith today, I am asking, 
And I'm, I am encouraging. Would, would we go back to Luke chapter 5? And I'm wondering whether our faith this morning could get the attention of Jesus. Just like when Jesus said, seeing their faith, he said to the young man, your sins are forgiven. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.